everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it is a 12-questions version of the podcast with Danica Patrick of Stewart Haas Racing. Very happy to be able to do a 12 questions with Danica before the end of the year. There's only two more left after this as it will end Homestead Week, and then there will be a whole new version of the 12 questions for next year. But I'm definitely glad we were able to get Danik on the schedule. I try to mix up the 12 questions with a bunch of different drivers, but I ultimately try to get every driver in, say, like the top 30 in points in Cup to at least give them the opportunity to do the 12 questions. Wasn't able to get to everybody this year, unfortunately. Um, I guess schedule conflicts or, or whatever. But fortunately, Danica agreed to do the 12 questions when I asked, so I really appreciate that. And here it is, so take a listen. All right, everybody, I'm here with Danica Patrick. Danica, the first question is, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Are you talking about me or are you talking about in general? or Your success as a driver, like how you got here, is it because you were naturally talented, your hard work? Well, I got here by determination and believing I could. That's that's simple. Um, and then I would say that to open it up maybe to like something that your question wasn't exactly, I would say that, you know, once you get to this level, though, I, I think that we're all talented. And so then it depends on so many other circumstances, Why it, which is why you see, you know, a driver all of a sudden emerge and maybe submerge every now and again, you know, depending on circumstances. Now that makes sense. So Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, soon to be Dale Jr. have all retired in the last couple of years. What's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? Man, I don't think you can pitch a fan. I think a fan is your fan because they decide to be and not because, you know, you're offering free candies or, you know, a lifetime of happiness. I think that you know, the fan, you decide on who you're, who you cheer for based on perhaps history, family, you know, maybe who you used to cheer for. Like, you know, if you cheered for Jeff Gordon, you may cheer for Chase Elliott now, just based on the alliance with that number and team and uh, history. Um, but otherwise, it's personality, and I can't fake a fan. Um, you, you really can't. It will all come out eventually if you can for a little while. So I don't think you can make a fan yours um, just by saying be my fan and telling them a good reason why but if you offered free candy or a lifetime of happiness <laughs> i might be convinced <laughs> it's a pretty good promise and i can do the candy part but i can't control the other one okay. what's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack uh i would say that the hardest thing away from the racetrack is I mean, balancing out all the other things that I have going on. Um, it's uh, decompressing when things get busy. Uh, that's um, I'd say that probably if I had to pick one thing, it's when things are things get really busy. It gets hard to sort of regroup, and you know you really have to look day by day instead of like at the next month because you might not really have a lot of room to breathe. So, um, but you know, I mean, that's just kind of I think in life for everybody, there are phases that you go through where you're like, man, I just gotta gotta focus on today. Um, so, um, but I think that maybe pertaining 
pertaining to just what I do, something that's interesting that you don't really think about. It's not necessarily hard. It's just different. And, and this, this is just because of what we do and who we are and being exposed publicly is, you know, just even simple things like the safety stuff, you know, just being smart about what you do and what you put your name on and access that's available, things like that. Just, just simple safety protection, whether it be like safety from people or just safety from, you know, people wanting to know more about you. Oh, that makes sense as well. So maybe speaking of safety, let's say a fan spots you eating dinner, you're out at a nice restaurant or something like that. Um, should they approach you for an autograph or no? I don't mind, but I, I would say that if somebody, if I was like, if I was out to dinner, the, the most desirable uh, um, communication would be if someone came over after dinner was over and just said like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm a huge fan you know, good luck this weekend. You know, that's it. That would be like the, wow, that was super polite. They acknowledge, which takes guts because I know I've done, been in that position before where I don't want to go up to somebody and say anything because I'm embarrassed or I don't want to bother them. So it took the bravery, but they were polite enough to kind of keep it very simple and acknowledge instead of trying to, to have something to take with them. So they get respect points for playing it cool, so to speak. Yeah, because the bravery is just coming over. That's the hardest part. Um, and sometimes it's almost easier to say, will you sign this? Because it's like a very simple request. But it's harder to have to say something sometimes, I believe. So for me, I think that that's the, that's the most perfect kind of uh, situation that you can have in public with a, a fan. What's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? No, feel like you guys have so many races and so much time. There probably isn't much that you don't cover. Is there something that you wish you could cover more of that you're not allowed to? What goes on in the driver owner lot between like, you know, who's friends with who? <laughs> That's easy. We'll tell you. Okay. Well, speaking of that, who is the last driver you texted? Um. Well, outside of Ricky, because we live in the same. Uh, and I'm not even sure. Yeah, he was probably the last one in Texas. I was asking where he was last night because he was up a different part of the property. Um, but uh, probably Ryan Blaney. We stopped by and said hi after we went to the Aaron Lewis concert. And so that was probably the last. He was He's having a, a Halloween party. So I was requesting that he change the date from Sunday to Monday. But he informed me and slash us, Ricky, that he has something to do on Monday. So. So you, you're like, can you, this would be much more convenient if you change the day. And he's like, no. He said I could maybe, but it would be, uh, I would have to, he, he has something either. He has something Tuesday morning or he has to something on I don't know. He, he, he had, he had a good reason. So, uh, I, I, I understand now. Give me a late night after the race. I just thought it was like somebody, some young buck in his 20s that was like, oh, let's party after the race. And here I am, 35. I'm like, can we do it the next night? <laughs> no, I, I would I'd be in the same boat. Uh, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? That is pretty much what we are. If you want to know, you just have to travel to another country and get a visa to go work. And your visa says entertainer. Oh. That's interesting. That's when proof I, right uh, there. When I raced in Japan, um, my passport said entertainer on it. Wow. I never knew that. Um, what is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? Bring it on. 
You, what? I can't get my finger far enough out the window for someone to really see it. I mean, shoot, like my fingertips get out there. So let's say I'm hot and I want to stick my hand out the window to like bring in some cool air. I mean, it's fingertips. That's it. Like everybody else can like hang there. They're like resting on the window and hands all the way out. Like I can't even get out there. So I guess if you saw one finger, just probably imagine it's the middle one. <laughs> so you don't mind if it gets done to you as well? I don't care if I deserve it. You should give it to me. Some drivers keep a payback list in their minds for negative reasons. Do you have a payback list for positive reasons if you, if somebody lets you in, cuts you a break, something like that? Oh, got it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You've got the drivers that you know are difficult and you cut them no slack. Therefore, your situation perpetuates. And if you have someone that gets along what you get along well with, then that situation also keeps going because you treat them the same. So um, each are self-fulfilling. Who is the most? Wow, this is going to be a tough one for you. I didn't even think about this. But who is the most famous person you've had dinner with? <laughs> I'll, I'll, while you think about this, because it'll take you longer than most drivers, most drivers ha oh, don't I have know. this problem. Yeah, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah, for sure. That's when you film the music video. Yeah. yeah. I, could Dale say the same, do you think? He was there, too. I think that was his same answer. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty pretty baller week. Yeah. How were they? How did you find them? Um, Jay-Z was very nice, and um, he was excited that he could facilitate Dale and I meeting, because we had never met before. Um, and uh, Beyonce was very, very quiet. Um, so yeah, she's kind of shy. So it makes sense why she has like alter ego diva girl, you know? Um, so, uh, but they were, everybody was really, really cool. And it was a, f you know, first class production. And I mean, we were in Monte Carlo, so it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm jealous. What is something about yourself you'd like to improve? I wish, see, I, I, I always kind of think to myself, be nicer, but it's just that my reaction to someone, if they're not perfectly nice, is so ridiculous and over-the-top mean that no one ever remembers the first first, first blow. So, yeah, I, I wish I could tone that down just a little bit. It doesn't need to be so aggressive. Like, if, if somebody's rude, then you match them, so oh, to speak? No, I don't even match them. I, it's not even, you can't even remember the first mean when you get done with my mean. And I wish I could tone that down a little. Maybe wait for phase three. Like, phase one there, I mean, phase two, I'm like, come on, buddy. I mean, you know, and then the next one is like, you know, maybe it's four. Then he responds, and then it's like, okay, you want to go? Let's go. Um, because, yeah, I'm just not very shy, and I have no problem with confrontation. So um, I kind of go right to the end of it. So, yeah, I wish I was a little bit more patient in that category. Okay. So um, I ask each person to give me a question for the next interview. Last week, I was at the F1 race, and I interviewed Kevin Magnuson and Roman Grosjean, and I asked them combined to come up with a question for you, and Kevin Magnuson wanted to, me to ask you, who has bigger balls, NASCAR drivers or F1 drivers? Collectively, NASCAR, because we have so many more drivers. <laughs> I mean, that's 39 sets of balls versus 22? How many are there? 20, I think. Yeah. 20. That's a lot more balls in NASCAR. Um, but, uh, I mean, in a, a simple, diplomatic, honest answer, to get to the top level of anything is difficult. I don't care who you are. And my balls are just called ovaries. So, I guess I count, too. Um, I don't know who the next interview is going to be with. So, do you have a question I could, in general, ask another driver? It will be in this garage, though. 
Okay. My first thought is to a ask a really weird one that people are going to be like, what? But my first question would be, would you rather stay on Earth and eat the steak and be kind of miserable, but the steak tastes really good? Or would you rather live on another planet in, like, pure bliss? You don't know what it's going to be like, though. You just know you're always going to be happy. Okay. So basically, stay on Earth in the current situation, how it is now, but you're taking a gamble. It could be yeah. way better on the other planet. Yeah. What would you do? Would you take the chance? Or would you stay here? Do you like it here? That's a good question. I, I may put that permanently next year on the 12 questions. Okay. Oh, wow. I like that. Wow. What an honor. Thank you. I thought I'd be like, I thought I'd be met with, um, yeah, think of another one. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Okay. Thanks. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Really appreciate Danica doing that. And I enjoyed, I, I liked her answer, very practical answer to the balls question there. Um, I think she handled that pretty well. And uh, that, that was definitely that was definitely a good way to put it. I like that. So before we go, I do have some patron shout outs to give. These are people from my Patreon page who have either upped their pledges recently or signed up for the first time and appreciate everybody getting me through the season. All my travel is obviously funded this way. So that's definitely a big thing for me. And this week, I want to thank Jerry Smith and Jared Castillo. Those are both people that I met at the F1 tweet up. So that was good to talk to them and awesome when I was there a couple weeks ago. And then Michael Harris, AKA Canadian speed, man, he was one of the original Twitter people that I used to talk to on there way back in the day in 2009. I think he was um, a, a big personality there that I enjoyed chatting with. So it's good to see he's still around. And I appreciate his support as well. Coming up on the next episode of the podcast it's a social spotlight with Ryan Truex, not Ryan Truex Jr., but Ryan Truex. And we get into talk about his new T-shirt, which has the junior part crossed out with a red X. Pretty funny. And uh, his take on social media as well. So stay tuned for that. And then it's off to Texas Motor Speedway, where I'm scheduled to try and do a post-race podcast Sunday night with Datto. That's right. I'll probably be going to Sloppy Yellow where I will be talking to Datto, the host of the Undam Restricted podcast on Dirty Mo Radio. I'm sure that will be pretty interesting, and he'll have some blunt and honest takes after the race, so stay tuned for that. Until then, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. <laughs>